Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by my wonderful, wonderful VP of Operations, Amanda, and our very special guest, Mickey Quinn. And Mickey is the CEO and founder of Retail Level Up. And this is a company that specializes in helping retailers and those who work in the retail industry. And, you know, during this time, they really need what she does is amazing because it's helping these companies survive and thrive in the age of Amazon and a a just horrible, horrible pandemic. So, Mickey, cheers to you. Um, Her organization offers coaching and training and online courses and so much more to give businesses a stable foundation in the 21st century. So before all this, a little background, Mickey is so amazing. So she worked in corporate retail, the retail industry for over 30 years before altering course and launching Retail Level Up. And today we're going to be talking about the value of setting goals in your sales career and how that's going to lead to achieving results. So this is going to be a great conversation. Get your get buckled in and ready to go. Well, Mickey, welcome so much. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, Amanda. It is a pleasure to be with you too. And I look forward to sharing some information with your audience. Yeah, well, we are so excited to get started. And for all of our listeners, maybe those of you who are joining us for the first time, take that just a minute here and go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the love and click all five stars. Thank you so much for doing that. And Mickey, let's get right into this. I would love to hear because how you decided to start Retail Level Up. Well, that's a, a really good question, Lynn. And after being in retail for 30 years and being an employee working for some pretty big retail names, it was a pretty big departure for, from what I was used to. Um, but as you had mentioned, the retail industry has been going through this transformation, very volatile changes happening. And I identified that there was a big need to help individuals who were in retail that wanted to make it a career because it's possible. And I, for one, am a great person to lead them through that because I started as a sales associate on the sales floor and worked my way up to ultimately becoming the CEO of a retailer. We had 200 stores across the country, over $150 million in sales. So if I could do it, I know others can do it. And I also identified there was a big need for those small to mid-sized retailers who couldn't afford to have a full-fledged, full-time team of trainers in their HR department. And that's why I came up with the idea of expanding to help not just the individuals in retail, but also those small retailers who really needed the help in investing in their people and helping them become more than just managers, but true leaders of teams. So that's how it started. Well, that's an amazing story. You know, I started in retail sales myself. So way back in the day. Um, So that's an amazing parallel. And I agree. It's just an incredible experience. um, And to serve your customers on that direct one-on-one level. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and it's interesting that you quite often think of the retail as being, you know, a shop where you go in and buy something that you take home with you. But retail is is much broader than that. It's banking. It's, um, you know, auto service. It's anything where you're dealing directly with the customer. It's it's all retail. And it's about that interpersonal relationship that you have with not only your employees, but with the customer. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, Amanda. <laughs> yeah. So, Mickey, um, you said that when it comes to improving your sales performance, setting goals is an impactful tool. Can you tell us why goal setting is so powerful? Absolutely. It's kind of like, let's imagine we were going on a road trip and you didn't pick a destination. Well, how do you know that you got there when you get there? You have to have a goal. You have to have something to strive for because that's the key to figuring out what are the action steps you need to take in order to achieve it. So setting a goal is kind of like um, the price of admission. It's a must have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that no. completely makes sense. Yeah, because I, I always say that a goal without a plan is just a wish. So you also need to set that, that the plan in place. And I know that we've went a Uh, back and forth on our emails to schedule the interview. And we talked about the need for that right mindset um, in that goal setting process. And um, I'd love to hear from your perspective, Mickey, your insight on what is that right mindset? Yes. When we start thinking about setting a goal, we often jump to the end result and we imagine what that future and if that future is significantly bigger and different than what we have ever achieved before our immediate thought is probably well that's impossible how could i possibly do that and so you kind of set yourself up for failure right away because you can't imagine what that is going to look like but there's a quote by henry ford that is so appropriate whether you think you can or you think you can't either way you're right. And that goes right to mindset. Because in the privacy of our own mind, if we can't believe that we can do something, well, then we're probably not going to be able to do it. So when we start to envision that significant accomplishment that's well beyond what we've ever achieved before, we often jump to the question, well, how can I do that? But if you knew how, you probably would already be doing it. So how is a good question, but you want to time it carefully. So the first question is not how, but it's what if. What if I was able to achieve that goal? What would it be like for me? What would it be like for my family? What would I be able to do for my clients, for my community, if I were able to achieve it? And that's when you move from impossible thinking to possible thinking. And that gets you started connecting with that end result. And that's when you move from possible thinking to probable. And that's the time that you want to ask the question, how? Because how is your planning question? So once you've gotten past the impossible and you start imagining that it could be possible, and then you move to what's probable by planning those action steps, And then when you start taking those steps in the how might I, then you start having those small wins and that just snowballs in the momentum. And then you start believing that it's a given. It's just a matter of time now 
And that doubt has just taken a back seat and you're moving through to the very positive mindset because yes, I can make this happen. So that's the power of moving from impossible to possible, possible to probable, probable to given. Oh, that's that's really brilliant because I so agree that what if, those are two of the most powerful words when you put them together in the English language. And they do, they help you uh, reframe your mindset to your point. And there's so many times that our own self-limiting beliefs and barriers are what's holding us back. And we need to take that step back so we can address, you know, how to break those barriers down. So your process um, is really uh, just brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Mickey, for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's it's brilliant. And I loved what you were saying. Um, you've also mentioned emotional phases that come along with making changes. What are those phases and how can people manage their way through them? Yes, the emotional phases, it's a little bit like a roller coaster. So once you've made it through those first few challenges of, you know, thinking that, well, it's impossible, but you make the decision that, okay, I am going to do this. And you're just so excited. That's phase one. You are just pumped like, okay, I've made the decision. I'm going to do this. And all you can see is the prize at the end. So you're, you're so excited. But that's also the phase of you don't know what you don't know. And uh, we often call it the phase one of uninformed optimism. So you're, you don't know what you don't know yet, but you're, you're gung-ho. You're going to do this. So you start taking the action steps that you've identified you need to do. And then you're like, oh, you realize this is a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. And you start to become aware. So you now know what you didn't know. And you realize, okay, I, I knew this wasn't going to be easy, but I didn't realize it was going to be this hard. And that is informed pessimism. So now you're like, okay, this is a little tougher than I thought, but you keep going because you, you have your eyes on the prize, but then you hit the wall and that's phase three, which is the valley of despair. And that's where most people quit. They just give up because change is hard. And we often realize the, uh, the loss or the cost of change and that discomfort way before we start to realize the benefits of the change. And so you just, you hit that wall, you feel so discouraged and you can't imagine how hard this is be. And so you're, you're just going to go back to the way things used to be, not because you want it that way. You don't, you want the new thing, but you go back to the way things were because at least back there, it's comfortable. You know what to expect until you sit there long enough. And then you start thinking about, gee, it would be really nice to make that change. And you start making the change again. And then you hit the wall again and you go right back. And that's called quit and repeat. Mm -hmm. But so what do you need to do to get through the valley of despair? Well, you need to have a really powerful why. Why are you doing this? And you've got to connect it to that end prize. And every time you hit that obstacle and you get discouraged, your why has to be so powerful to fill you with inspiration and drive to remind yourself of why you started this to begin with. And once you get through that valley of despair and you start to achieve a couple of wins, you hit phase four, which is informed optimism. 
you start to believe more in yourself and you feel that, yes, you can do this and you have less doubts about your ability and you stay focused, you stay on track, and then you hit phase five, which is success and fulfillment when you achieve your goal. So yeah. it's it's a roller coaster, but if you can have a powerful why, you can make it through the valley of despair. Yeah, absolutely. I think that one thing that I did early in my sales career, and I still use it now, there's two different things. The first is I would have a visual of that why, and uh, I literally would have it somewhere on my desk, uh, you know, because I transferred from retail sales into B2B sales uh, early in my career, and I would have that right there so I could, that was my inspiration. That's why I'm going to make this other call. That's why that no was a no for now. <laughs> and and I would uh, use that so that I could look at it and it would inspire me, just that visual. It was like an instant cue. So that was one tip that I would just to fold into what you're saying that helped me. And the second, I learned later in my career, but it was to use affirmations. And so when we have that, we're going through that valley of despair is to find a way to reframe what you're trying to accomplish and do it in an in the form of an of an affirmation yeah a single sentence a statement that you say to yourself every morning as soon as you get up and and it can be something like i can learn how to do this or i can learn this new skill i can you know whatever it is you know that yes i can right and so you use that affirmation and i still use my affirmations every day um, this morning I did it again. It was that I use, there are so many things I get to do today. And that really helps me frame my whole day instead of feeling like overwhelmed if I have a lot of things I get to do today, that it helps me keep that um, in a much more empowering uh, frame. And it puts that positive spin on my day. And so I still use that. So I think those are two things that could fold well into what you've just uh, walked us through, Mickey. Yes, I agree. I love the um, the vision board and affirmations. It It's very powerful. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about setting goals and um, and having the right mindset and emotional phases. What would you say are the universal steps to success when setting and achieving a goal? Yeah, I I love referring to these as the universal steps to success, because in all of the different self-help books that I've read in the past three years and I've read over 25, that the steps are the same, whether the book was written in, you know, the 1800s or, you know, just last week, they're, they're, they have this common theme and there's four steps and they're so simple, but they're easy to do and they're just as easy not to do. But the first step is to write it down. Studies have shown that people who write down their goals are 80% more effective in achieving them. So writing it down, there's something about that happens in our brain when we write it out that seems more concrete and official to us. The next step is to set due dates because it's it's great to know what you want or what you need to do and to know what the steps are. But if you don't actually establish a due date, then you're going to move it from today's to do list to tomorrow's or next week's or next month's. So you got to set a due date and you got to stick with it. The third step is to track and measure your actions. 
And there's things called lead indicators and lag indicators. And you know, a great example to explain this is if you were wanting to lose weight, of course, you're going to step on the scale to see where you're at. But it's not stepping on the scale that actually helps you lose the weight. It's those little tasks that you do every day. So it's, you know, more movement or it's what you eat. So tracking what you eat and tracking how many steps you take, those are your lead indicators that give you the result of that lag indicator when you step on the scale. So yeah. tracking and measuring those things that you do on a daily basis gives you a kind of a little report card on whether or not you're doing what you need to do to help you achieve your goal. And the fourth step is to schedule yourself with yourself. And until you treat your time with as much priority as others' uh, time, you won't get to what you need to do. You have to carve out time for yourself to work on your own personal goals. And if you don't do that, then your day just flies away. The week flies away. You need to take back control of your day. And those are the four steps, universal steps to success. Oh, those are great. Those are great. And I've, to your point, I've heard them the same before, but it's always good to have that kind of refresher. And to remember, um, I know that one thing I am really good about writing things down, but not so great about necessarily creating hard due dates for myself. Um, so that's one thing that I think I'm going to take today, right now, and start applying <laughs> so that I can do a little bit better, Mickey. Thank you. Um, and I want to just, you know, what are any other final thoughts or tips that you would have um, that would really help our audience, you know, do that, take action today um, to make a change, um, to really uh, move forward in your goal setting and to be able to achieve those goals? Yep. I think just my final thoughts on this is I look back on my career and I realize now I really didn't have a plan. I really didn't, um, you know, set out and like, this is what I want to do with my career. I really just reacted and not just in my career, but in my life as well. I just reacted and responded to whatever life threw at me. And in looking back, if I had had a plan, even though I, I had a very successful career. I mean, I, I was CEO of a, a women's apparel retailer company and I didn't plan that. But boy, what could I achieve if I set a plan, set a goal and actually work it? So that would be my advice to the audience, just to set a plan, take the action steps to make it work. And when you start to feel that valley of despair, when you run up against those obstacles, to reach out and get help because there are so many wonderful programs like yours, Lynn, there's help out there where they can get the motivation and the inspiration and the support and take advantage of the experience that those who have achieved what they want to achieve have gone before them. Take advantage of that knowledge and experience that's out there. That's that's my my top tip for the day. <laughs> Well, Mickey, thank you. And thank you very much for the shout out there. Um, that's amazing. And for you and for all the small and medium sized retailers out there or people who are in retail sales, um, they could do no better um, than to reach out to you. And I know that our audience is going to want to find out more about you and about the sharing the power of 
you know, uh, goal setting and achieving sales success. So how can our listeners, um, where and how can they find out more about you, Mickey? Thank you, Lynn. Uh, they can go to retaillevelup.com. Um, we have information there about our programs that are available. And also follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram. It's all under retail level up dot, uh, retail level up. So they can find us out there. All right. And we will provide all those links and the show notes for everyone. And Mickey, um, Amanda, thank you both so much for today's really terrific conversation about goal setting. And this is the perfect time of year um, as we start our fresh year to be really focused on our goals for this 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 coming week, the, the month, the quarter, the year. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a great year. All right. Absolutely. So yeah, it is. It is going to be a great year. So this has been a great discussion. I hope everyone in our audience, you've got that nugget, something that you can take away today, just like I did to start applying. And if you have any ideas or uh, thoughts that you would like to share with us, you can leave us a comment in this the comment section. We always love hearing your thoughts. You can also email us either you know, what you're thinking or what your questions are, uh, topics, uh, suggestions, uh, whatever you have that comes to you, you can do that at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And of course, uh, to stay current on all of our current advice, our breakthrough advantages, all the amazing resources that we have, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Mickey. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Lynn. And thank you, Amanda. Thank you.